Hey everybody, welcome to the official first episode of On Set with Nick and Lowe. Nick and Lowe here, we're in the babe cave as we like to call it, <laughs> yeah, aka Lauren's my, basement. Yeah, my parents' basement. Her parents' basement. <laughs> so here we are, we're super excited about this first episode, so we're happy to have you all here. Yeah, we don't really know what to expect, but we're going to have fun with it and like see where it takes us. And Yeah, yeah. we're super excited. So uh, <laughs> some of you may be wondering why we decided to do a podcast. And honestly, it was just because we, we didn't really have much else going on. And we <laughs> thought this would be something fun that we could do together and kind of get everyone involved in our lives a little bit more. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of people see us just as volleyball players. They don't really get to see into our lives outside of volleyball. And I feel like they think we just are like robots basically yeah. just play volleyball Volleyball's go to bed only priority but truth is we're just like normal college students that yeah. like to have fun and do crazy things and we just happen to be good at spiking yeah bumps that spiking bumps that spiking um yeah so we were just gonna come on here talk a little bit about our journeys to nebraska in this first episode kind of give you a glimpse into what my situation is with my whole back and everything like that um and then just have fun with it so here we go yeah so why did you choose nebraska <sighs> that's a loaded question because you're from arizona so yeah. yeah obviously this is a culture shock Definitely. when you come to nebraska um yeah i actually my first visit ever was to nebraska and i was in eighth grade and i just started volleyball like not really into the whole club scene just yet just just getting my feet under me <laughs> just like a gangly little girl but um I have a lot of family that lives in Nebraska and my dad grew up in Lincoln so we were here for a Thanksgiving and we were like well we should go check out like one of the volleyball games and obviously everyone in Nebraska knows everyone so we found a way to get some tickets and kind of meet the coaches and stuff and that was my first time like seeing what it was all about and actually I'm gonna make myself sound real old when I say this but um my first visit we they were still playing in the Coliseum oh. <laughs> and um Justine Wongarantes which uh she was on her vi official visit and I thought that was like really cool that I, I got to meet her and I'm like super stoked for her to be on the Olympic team now. Yeah. But um, so shout out to Jay. But I just had like an amazing time and I, I, it was just so loud in there and so electric. And and then after that, I started to take volleyball a bit more seriously and <laughs> started to take more visits. And every time I went on a visit, I kept finding myself comparing everything to Nebraska. I'm like, well, Nebraska has this. And other teams would talk about, like, what's so great about their programs. And I kept thinking, well, mm, it's not as good as Nebraska. And so um, one thing led to another. And then I had narrowed it down to two schools <laughs> in the end. She knows where the story's going, yeah. so she's giggling. But um, basically, it was between USC and Nebraska for the longest time. And I kept telling myself that like I'll make my decision like once I have a clear sign and all this other stuff and um, my sister and I used to go to Dairy Queen every Friday and um, after school and one day I got my change back and this is like in the height of me trying to make my decision and on one of the dollar bills and I still have a picture of it to this day 
it says like John with like the O N E, but like they just ignored the E. I'll I'll put the picture up. <laughs> we'll put the picture on our Instagram, but it said John and it also said hashtag GBR. And I thought that was like so crazy and I've got goosebumps thinking about it, but <laughs> you know, I took that sign and you know what I did with that sign? I ignored it. <laughs> and um anyway, it came down to me making a decision and I had a deadline set for myself. So um, I actually tried to call USC on that last day to commit and my best friend um, was going to USC at the time too and so I was excited about that and every time I tried to call USC they, they didn't pick up I literally called him like four times that day and um, so I figured that was another sign that I probably shouldn't be going there <laughs> so um, then I, I called coach and he picked up on like the second ring or something like that. And we just started talking. And then I was like, hey, I'm coming to Nebraska. And he was like, are you serious? Are you serious? What? Because I had like already taken pictures in my USC gear. Like it was like my profile photo on my Instagram at the time. Like everyone knew I was going to USC. And Fully then, prepared and to then commit. even my parents, I told my parents after I hung up with him, um, I like walked in and I was like, hey, I'm going to Nebraska. And they're like, what? <laughs> since when they're like wearing usc mom and dad yeah. t-shirts yeah for real and so i was just like uh yeah no it's a crazy turn of events but here we are and i don't know i i just i thought that was the place for me and um i felt really confident in that decision the next few days after that and so super happy that i stuck it out and yeah. like managed to get here but um yeah I think it's been a crazy journey but I'm super happy about everything and yeah. I think that truly everything happened for a reason and I've got like the greatest support staff here and yeah and my teammates and my coaches and like I have so much family in Nebraska that they're at every event I can go over to anyone's house at any time and so it's just been it's been nice it's a, it's nice to have like a home away from home yeah how old were you when you committed 14 yeah yeah I had like just turned 15 yeah my journey like I always think back on it and I'm like how did I make one of the biggest decisions of my life That's like crazy. I didn't even have my driver's license yeah. I'd passed I'd failed my driver's test twice yeah the written test I'd failed that twice I still had <laughs> braces I didn't know anything about what That's I what wanted for the rest of my life it really is insane. yeah and, and it's good that they moved the age back I think definitely it's too much pressure for yeah. such a young person who doesn't, I mean, at that age, you don't know what you're going to even no. wear. To, like your biggest concern is what you're going to wear to school. Like how yeah. are you supposed to make a life changing decision? Like when am I getting my braces off? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you like want to come to our school? What for the color next are my braces going to be the next time I go in? Like what color rubber bands am I going to put on them? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's like, how it should be. What do you want to major in? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I like science right now. So maybe <laughs> yeah. pre-med. Yeah. That was my biggest mistake. I was like, you know, I kind of enjoyed chemistry. Like, I kind of enjoyed my science classes. Mm. Went into pre-med. Failed. Big mistake. Freshman year. <laughs> Horrible idea. Yeah. But what about you? Yeah. My journey was, I don't know, kind of boring a little bit. Like I said, I was like 15. Coach, like, Zoomed, called me, like, FaceTimed. <laughs> and he was like, do you want to come here? Like, come to Nebraska, blah, blah, blah. I'd, like, gone to all the camps and all that. And it was kind of crazy though for me is like the year before that's when I just decided that I was going to start setting because mm -hmm. my whole life I've I've done both I played libero I played setter and it was like that one last year that I committed I just only set that entire year mm -hmm. so that was my first year setting 
And so then when I got the offer, I was like, uh, like I really want to go to Nebraska. Like you said, like you could compare every school to Nebraska and it just wouldn't even be close. Mm -hmm. What I thought was really cool with my experience, though, was like after that, like my dad sat me down and he would like try to talk me out of like going to a certain school, Mm -hmm. like just to make sure that I had an answer and had a valid reason for why I wanted to go to that school, which I think was good. That's at my nice. age at 15 Definitely. and I had no idea so he like talked me tried to like talk me out of it in a sense um but then I came back with every answer and I literally committed the next day after he said that and then I waited like four years and I got <laughs> to college right that's what I'm saying and I was what's crazy about that too is like I was one of the last people on my club team to commit like these people that's are crazy everyone's committing so early and that yeah. was just like how it was yeah but i'm so glad that that's no I longer think that, the case yeah i think that's why there were so many like transfers Definitely. like in our age like you make such a big life decision like coaches change you never really know like mm-hmm. how it's actually gonna be because you commit four years before you're supposed to even go there for sure so it's crazy yeah my voice is like literally shaking and I'm shaking because I'm like so nervous and I don't know why. It's so weird. Like I can play in front of 10,000, yeah. 20,000 people and I'm like just like so, you know, like <laughs> confident. And then I get in yeah. front of a camera and I'm like. Rah. I say like like, like 80 out. times yeah. in my when I try to talk in front of people, especially like press oh conferences. Gosh. I'm like, like um, public like, speaking, like public speaking. <sighs> Miss me it's with a that one. Thing. Well, I when I was in high school, so I went to like a, I went to a private school, and your sophomore and your senior year, you had to give like chapel talks. Like my school wasn't religious, but like everyone in the high school would come meet like right before lunch, and like just sit down and like there'd be like announcements and like obviously chapel talks. And you would like get up there and like read a chapel talk for like five minutes, five minutes while you were a sophomore, and then like eight to ten when you were a senior. Oof. So like they like prepared me a little bit, but like. That was very scary, honestly, like going in front of like all your high school peers and like reading about something. I know. I get that. I really do. One of the things that we wanted to talk about today, too, is like with the NIL stuff and that's name, image and likeness for all (laughs) those who don't really know what that is. But um, we just feel like a lot of people have misconceptions about that idea and they think that all student athletes are just being selfish for one and wanting more money than we already get when in reality it's not like that at all like I've I have earned zero doll hairs since NIL was everyone Venmo her she's (laughs) broke I'm stupid broke (laughs) no um but really the whole thing behind that is just that um everyone else every other normal student can use their name to do anything they can start a clothing brand if they want to they can go and coach people if they want to they can I don't know there's so many things that go into having your own name like you can't even if I was coaching a camp helping coach a camp at like a local club they can't even put my name in the flyer or like say that I'm going to be there it's just it's sad and people um, like think that we're getting like hundreds of thousands of dollars when really we're not mm-hmm. and the time that we spend putting towards like our sport like anyone else can go get a job like if you are a normal student we don't have that time yeah and you think that oh you, you guys only practice for a few hours a day no we don't we practice yeah. for half of our lives yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not only practice it's all the meetings it's yeah. like lifting lifting it's everything that goes into being like an athlete these days there's so much that people don't see and we just don't have time to go out there and like 
get extra money and and half the people that play college sports are walk-ons like they're not getting a stipend every month but they still can't go out there and use their name to try and get money and it's just yeah it, it was weird yeah so basically like how I think about it is like since NIL has passed, it's like we get our own name back. Yeah, which like we own it now, which is <laughs> kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> like, like, thank you for giving me my name back. Yeah, means a lot, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Yeah, okay. so like basically we couldn't use it at all. Like if yeah. any, you can't make a jersey. Like we couldn't make a jersey with no. our name on it. Like if anyone did that, it was against the rules. Yeah, and compliance is like so hands on with all of that stuff and monitoring, making yeah. sure that we're doing all the right things. But, um, yeah, it's nice to finally have that freedom, I guess, which yeah. it, it's something that you wouldn't even think about if you were not an athlete. Like it, it's weird. They really do like own, own, they you. own you. Yeah. yeah they and own everything you about you. They can use your name. They can use your images to promote certain things. But the second we do it, it's a violation of yeah. whatever these silly NCAA rules. Yeah. So <sighs> I rule. <laughs> I rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to see like, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's such a unique opportunity to be like some of the first people that get to benefit from some of that, from yeah. that. And to say that, like, we were a part of this, like, life changing rule. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just going to be like, I've been thinking about it. It's going to be really interesting to see how it affects the actual, like, sport that the people yeah. are playing, you know? Because like, what are the boundaries? What are the lines that like do you bring it into your locker room like do you Uh discuss it in your locker room like how does it not interfere with your game like because obviously you want to play well so that you get like I feel like people think so you can get more brand deals and like the better you are the more deals you're gonna get like I think about like we were talking about like the Alabama quarterback earlier like Mm -hmm. he's making like a million dollars but like if he plays bad like then what happens like does he not get those deals anymore like yeah. They're going to move on to someone who is playing good. So I think it's going to add an extra pressure to everybody um, I hope when we're playing. I hope that's not the case. I hope yeah. that people can separate like the business side of the sport from the actual sport because that's yeah. something that I think our team's done a good job of talking about is just like making sure that even though this is a thing, it's not going to distract us from what the main goal is. Because yeah. like, at the end of the day, none of that really matters. Like We do just want to come here and play our sport and yeah. like have fun with it and if that starts to impede on any of that, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna be sad. Yeah. I just hope like every team has that conversation though. Definitely. I think just talk about it. It's going to be so crucial, especially going into season. Definitely. So obviously Lauren, your situation is still up in the air. No one really knows anything about it. A lot of people have been speaking (laughs) on my behalf, on your behalf and saying things for you which you haven't made a decision you haven't come public yet about what you want to do do you want to tell everyone a little bit about your situation why you haven't announced anything yet and yeah well basically um I got injured this past season and was kind of playing with that people think it was like only in the tournament like it really wasn't no like the last two months of season I wasn't in practice I only played in the games and like I would come in for maybe five minutes of practice and I was doing rehab the rest of the time but it was something that I was dealing with for a long time and I don't think people understand that and I mean I didn't want them to because like no one really needs to know my business. I'm a very private person, which is why it's weird that I'm doing this podcast because I feel like I'm not one to like share bits and pieces of my life with 
people that I don't know, but I, I think this is something exciting. So anyway, <laughs> back to the back situation. Um, that happened and then it progressively like got worse throughout the season. And then I ended up having surgery in May and I've just been rehabbing it ever since. And people are like, why haven't you made a decision? Like, why haven't you said anything? And it's because I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's not like that. Um, I'm literally taking it day by day. I still, it is what we're two weeks away from season and I have not stepped foot on a volleyball court. I have not jumped. I have not done anything. Run, like, no, I haven't been running. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been doing workouts in the pool and like other stuff, but, um, it's because, yeah, I don't have an answer. So like, I don't know what to tell people yeah. as I'm really taking it day by day. Like, it would be nice to get back and I'm not going to come back until and play until I'm like fully ready to do so. And I don't yeah. want to make an announcement and then have to go back on my word because I'm not where I want to be. Like, I don't want to tell people that I'm coming back to play if that's not at all the case because I'm not back by then. And there is no set timeline for my recovery. It's not like, oh, at this month, you're going to feel this way and you're going to yeah. do this. It's like, it's so situational it, and literally day by day. And so I, I can't, I can't say something and then have to go back on your yeah, word. Yeah, definitely. So I'm still figuring it out. It was crazy. Like yeah. it was bad. It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. It, and it sucked because it, it was like constant too. It's not just when I was playing volleyball. It, it was, was like, so bad. I couldn't sleep. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything that I normally would want to do. And so that was just like a really tough time but yeah people don't really didn't know that until the it, very end when I I literally I remember waking up the morning of the Baylor game and I went to go talk to my sports psych because I just like wake up and I'd look over at my nightstand and it was just like covered in pills that I had to take throughout the day and I, I just like woke up and I'm in pain when I take those pills like it didn't those didn't do anything it was like slapping a band-aid on something that definitely just makes it feel better yeah, yeah right and so I just like woke up that morning and I was just like this is too much and I just like lost it and I was just like what am I putting myself through like at what cost yeah like I'm pumping myself full of these pills and I don't even like I don't even know how bad my actual my pain actually is because I'm constantly taking pills and yeah. just oh, doing like so many things to try and help my back but like what's gonna help my back at that point was just rest yeah <laughs> and just not doing all the stuff that I was doing but um I then talked to my coaches and we decided that maybe if I sat that game out then I would feel like better for the next game to come because I have so much faith in this team and like what they're capable of with yeah. or without me. And I still, still feel that way. Like this team's so talented clearly. And so, um, yeah, they ended up winning and then we played Texas the next day mm -hmm. or like the day after. Yeah. And, um, that obviously, well, they you know how that one, they go our way. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. Um, yeah. and then I finally got the rest and the time to heal that, um, needed, that I actually yeah. needed so I think it was kind of crazy too though is like no one knew about it and Maddie <laughs> is like we we did tell her we're gonna talk about this but like Maddie is like the most like innocent like she doesn't yeah. know like she accidentally says things and like 
She's so goofy. She's so goofy though. Like she doesn't. Really She's like go, a puppy. Yeah. Like her intentions are just. They're always yeah. there. They're always right. Yeah. And like she means so well. And she's. Yeah. She accidentally said something to yeah. the media. About she that. went on the media. Like she had the post game like yeah. interview, and she went on and accidentally told everyone that Lauren was injured. <laughs> right after coach had said that I was. She was. She wasn't injured. <laughs> so everyone was so confused. And I remember. Poor yeah. Maddie, she was like crying. She felt yeah, so she bad. Felt so bad. But it wasn't like that at all. I just didn't. We just as as a program, and we just don't talk about other people's injuries. We don't yeah. talk about anything medical. Like we've always had that as like one of our rules. Um, and I guess that was missed on Maddie. Yeah. I guess we didn't talk about it that year, and so poor Maddie said something, and then we all got a talking to, and she felt so bad about it. Yeah, obviously, so funny. But um, the back situation, I mean, I would, I, I can't, I, I don't have an answer right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to do, we like put a thing on our Instagram. Obviously we posted our first photo and we asked everyone to like send us DMs about like any type of questions mm-hmm. that they wanted answered on the podcast today. Yeah. So... Our first one from Chloe Geiger. I'm so sorry if I said your name wrong. Um, she said, what were y'all's first impressions of each other? You want to take this I one I can first? go first. <laughs> I was deathly afraid of you. Like, I was so scared. You scared me. I feel like everyone says that, and I don't understand it. Like, I really have, to this day, I don't understand. Because once you get to know me, I am probably the goofiest, yeah. most carefree, pretty much person you'll ever meet. Yeah. Yeah everyone all the freshmen I'm, were like mm-hmm. all right we just need to like walk around her like just don't walk anywhere <laughs> in her vicinity and we'll be like totally okay i remember maddie when maddie and i were flying to hawaii maddie was sitting next to me and this is when maddie's probably like a month into school here and we were on our way there and we're sitting there on the on the plane and i, I started falling asleep and i i like was like resting my head over by Maddie and Maddie kept like shimmying out of the way because she's like I can't wake her up I don't want her to get mad at me oh what do I do and she was like I had to pee so bad but I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to wake you up and make you angry and I was like what (laughs) okay okay um yeah so that's funny yeah (laughs) my first impression of you she walked in and I was like (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna be our center she, she, she's not a libero why is she so short <laughs> what <laughs> sorry no, I, I like saw you and i was like oh okay i guess we'll have another short setter <laughs> here we go again <laughs> no uh, i'm not that short i'm like 5'10 maybe when you stand up yeah <laughs> i'm not slouching <laughs> um yeah no but then I saw her play defense and play in her first practice, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why she's here. That's why she's the setter. Makes sense now. I'm with it. I'm on board. Let's go. Yeah, and then here we are. I mean, it seemed to work out for yeah, us. Yeah, it worked yeah. out for us, so. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is from Taryn um she was like asking like if you ever get burned out or like just tired of games Mm -hmm. and then she also kind of talked about like 
how her high school coaches kind of play favorites a little bit. Mm. And then I think you have some personal experience with that, but maybe <laughs> not being the favorite. Yeah. Which is so surprising to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had such a weird high school experience and um, high school volleyball is fun because you get to play with all of your friends, essentially. It's not as intense as club is usually. And um, But I had a very um, difficult, to say the least, high school coach who um for some reason really seemed to not like me and I don't know why there was just like a lot of issues with her but I really do understand the whole playing favorites game and um it's something that's frustrating but at the same time you have to understand if this is high school volleyball like it's it's high school volleyball and it's not going to be the end-all be-all for you and I think um that took me a while to realize and I just needed to like enjoy the time that I got to play with my friends because it's it, it only gets crazier as you go and um I think just having that realization and just like continuing to like respect your coach even though yeah it, it's gonna be hard it's gonna feel like you want to die on the inside sometimes um I just feel like just sticking with it and just like trying to see like the silver linings and just like make the most of it because yeah. It does suck. I'm yeah. not going to lie. And for like the burnt out question, I mean, I feel like at our level, like we've played for so long mm -hmm. that you really have to, like we were talking about this, like you really have to love what you're doing. Yeah. You have to love volleyball to be able to do it because we invest our entire lives into mm -hmm. it and we miss Thanksgivings, family events, like everything. Like we haven't been to a Thanksgiving in so long mm -hmm. and like, you know, it's because of volleyball. So you really have to love it. If and it's not just it, that yeah. like for us at this level too it's like year round like you're always doing something but like yeah. yeah being burnt out is definitely a real thing and it's scary and it sucks and because something that you've spent so much time and yeah. effort and everything um to kind of have that feeling it's it's it sucks and um but I think that you really do have to realize that at the end of the day, like this is a sport. You're like you can't play volleyball for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like you really do as much as you love it and you have to love it to actually get to this level and to play it every single day and make the most of it. Well, thank you for joining us today on our first <laughs> episode of On Set with Nick and Low. I hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next, next week. week. Are you going to come back next year? I don't know. You're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> Find out next week. Find out next week. Well, or next, next episode. Week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You got a week to figure it out. <laughs> I got a week to figure it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh.